Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Thanks for uh, checking it out. I, um, I wanted to talk with you guys about the app Clubhouse, this audio conference call app, sort of a, a new, I guess, type of social networking that's kind of uh, all surrounded or all kind of applied to live audio calls, I guess, with like a group or an audience of people where there's like kind of a, a chair or, you know, like a, a board of moderators, of speakers, and then an audience of people that can listen in and then uh, like ask questions and talk about the topic with other people. Clubhouse, I think right now is still an invite only application that you can get on iOS only. I don't know if there's an Android option for it yet, but the invite only system I think is set up um, where you get like uh, two invites a person and then it kind of stacks up from there, I guess, depending on your usage of the app or I guess depending on how many uh, slots they have available to expand the service to. I also understand that uh, that the application is um, is I think sort of organized around an American founder, but I think that the technology and the algorithm is is a back end system that's made by uh, by China, and I think it's uh, it also is sort of like TikTok is also like a Chinese company, um, but I think it's also one of these these systems that's uh, like kind of gathering a bunch of um, sort of social graph information. Like I think it asks for your your contact information as you're setting up the application. And if it does that with, say, most of the people in your contact address book, it, it'll sort of be able to reverse engineer the, the social connections that most people have with each other uh, over most of the United States, which is interesting. And it's kind of some of that metadata stuff that's used um, to, I guess, kind of, I don't know. I don't know what they'll use it for, but uh, but it's one of those things that's kind of, used for cataloging data um but uh but yeah i set up uh set up a clubhouse account and i was trying to learn about it a bit i was trying to figure out some stuff that uh, it could be used for for photographers or for photographers kind of talking to each other and i i guess i kind of proved something i've already known for a while is that photographers are difficult people to listen to so <laughs> thanks for listening to this but uh there's a there's sort of a, a gap it seems like and i don't know what what soft skill it is, but, uh, but they're sort of, uh, sort of difficult people to hear, uh, talk, man. Yeah. Some of the stuff on, on clubhouse uh, and including a bunch of the other rooms that I've checked out get kind of uh, esoteric or obscure or, uh, worse is that they're very generic. Uh, that's kind of one of the problems that I've seen with uh, some of the clubhouse stuff is that it's just like, it's great and it's cool and we're, it's cool to talk and, having a positive attitude is cool and it's good to talk and that, you know, it doesn't really circle out from anything past that. Um, even if there is like kind of a, a more specific topic to, uh, to get to on the call, but, uh, but it's uh, been kind of interesting, been uh, tuning into really just kind of like listening into a couple of things more than I've been starting my own clubhouse rooms to talk in or something. Um, but I've been dropping into a couple of things to kind of learn about some topics and stuff. And, uh, and some of this stuff is, is good. It's kind of interesting to hear about uh, some some of the experience that other photographers are having. And uh, you can do that through like listening to podcasts and stuff, but really it's kind of a good way to do some networking stuff in a, in a pretty quick manner. You know, you can kind of, you can get into a room, you can see sort of the, some of the stuff that's there. A lot of people have their other social profiles like Instagram or Twitter hooked up to it. So you can kind of go over and check out these different photographers that are talking about, say like getting back into the wedding photography market after COVID, I think was, uh, you know, some of the stuff I was hearing about the other ones were talking about how to set up their, their galleries for nfts or setting up stock photos or you know figuring out all, all sorts of other stuff I'll, I'll try and get out of that into that stuff a little bit too but um 
but it was kind of interesting yeah hearing about, like talk about getting back into the wedding industry stuff and then there's kind of a few photographers there that are in the wedding industry they're talking about how much money they're trying to apply to marketing or like what they're trying to look at for sort of uh, certain tiers of reopening that are occurring in different states and how that will affect how they're going to be able to approach their clients and uh, and get gigs. I mean, diff it's kind of difficult right now. It's like, uh, you know, is it, is it a limited wedding? Is it socially distanced? Are there only going to be like, you know, kind of a smaller elopement style event? Then uh, and that's kind of a different scale of a thing uh, than it would be if it's a more full, more full-scale open wedding and sort of timing that as, uh, as things sort of come back online is going to be a little bit tricky, but it's interesting to kind of get the, the temperature, you know, to kind of check the temperature of the market and sort of see what some of the other people that would be maybe peers in that industry that you might be in to kind of hear them talk about that and, and sort of see what their opinions or positions are. Sometimes it can be valuable, but uh, also it sort of seems like uh, maybe an inefficient way to get some of the higher quality information uh, it sort of seemed like when I was doing it, I had to kind of invest a good bit of time to to hear about or or get to any uh, kind of useful pieces of uh, of information about it. But uh, some of the rooms I was checking out uh, were related to to like cryptography a lot. That seems to be like a big theme on these clubhouse rooms, and also like a bunch of political or social justice kind of environments uh, or debates and stuff of different different talking heads kind of uh, kind of going back and forth about uh, sort of their their ideas but as it goes for the stuff that i was trying to check out was for like uh, photography marketplaces uh, or cryptography stuff like last week i was talking about the nft craze that was going on these non-fungible tokens and uh, and some of the stuff that i was learning about that was directly from these clubhouse rooms it seems like a big subcategory on clubhouse right now is um, is cryptography and how people are using ethereum or making ethereum or just excited that their assets are going up in value a lot of bitcoin talk uh, but and yeah, a lot of NFT talk, a lot of uh, marketing of NFTs. That's sort of uh, a thing I was seeing a lot too, where uh, where artists that are kind of more plugged into a manager and a uh, you know some sort of facilitation to create a market for selling their their fine art art products that are already kind of involved in the like say the New York uh, collectible art scene are trying to issue these digital pieces of artwork through like an nft marketplace and the way that they're marketing that to a wider audience and stuff is by kind of laying out some stuff on different social media platforms and one of those is by doing these uh sort of larger scale clubhouse meetups where they're kind of marketing to those people that are talking about the nft and the crypto stuff and i think they're, they're kind of trying to produce sales or produce uh leads for uh the the I don't know, their art pieces that they want to have purchased. I think I was listening to one person who's a, a female talking about uh, like a digital NFT artwork piece that she sold. Um, I think she lives in like the New York area. And I think she's, like I was saying, plugged in. She has an, an agent and a manager for like a fine art marketplace. Uh, so she's already kind of connected with those people that are sort of, I think, setting up like a marketing agenda before the release of some kind of artwork piece that can be more successful and have kind of that story or presence behind it that uh, makes it more valuable. I don't, I don't really understand how, how art pieces uh, sort of escalate in value like that and collectability. But, uh, but it's kind of interesting hearing some of the stuff they're talking about, but also I kind of see through it a little bit that, yeah, it's sort of like a uh, just sort of a representation to do some marketing stuff. 
Uh, I see that on other platforms too. Like I think Telegram has a bunch of rooms of people trying to kind of post their NFT listings and stuff so you can see those. So it's not the only location. I've also seen it on, on Twitter uh, under a bunch of hashtags and also on Instagram too. People are kind of talking about their, their new NFT art listings and stuff that are going on. Um, but Clubhouse has been interesting. I've been kind of uh, trying to keep up with it. I've seen uh, a few uh, like celebrities pop into it. I think I saw like David Spade in the room. I see a bunch of comics uh, kind of pop up and check some stuff out. Uh, but it's sort of infrequently though. And I think uh, it might be kind of a passing uh, use for them to sort of do a couple a couple hits to uh, you know fill up a room, make it pop. I think like Elon showed up and uh, talk to somebody for a few, but, uh, but I think it, it might be sort of short-lived and it might kind of go back to uh, smaller rooms of people talking about more basic subjects or more kind of specific niche subjects to, to their interest or, or group or something. But it's been interesting kind of, I guess, popping in, seeing people talk about NFT, crypto art, or, you know, like the Bitcoin explosion, how to do investing and stuff. You get like a couple of interesting Bitcoin investors that are sort of in the, the technology space and the startup space. They've been into crypto early on and, uh, they're kind of, you know, also into the the new social apps market stuff. So they're on Clubhouse and they're, you know, kind of going on about uh, how right they were that crypto was going to pop in price. So that's cool. Um, but uh, I've been kind of trying to go through some of that stuff. I uh, I also noticed that, yeah, like there's, um, I don't know, some like kind of low quality speakers. That's just kind of what I was mentioning a little bit ago where it's cool if the room has a couple uh say like authorities in that topic but sometimes it can kind of be a uh, a collection of just sort of this lay theory environment where nobody really has like a strong opinion on it and that's sort of a difficult thing also in like talk radio too you know when there's like a dynamic between two people talking it's kind of difficult if both of them just sort of agree or generally have like an over overlapping sentiment to whatever they're talking about and also low details or facts or, or, you know, like oh, here's four bullet points you need to know in the next however many seconds. Uh, some of that can be didactic and, and informational, but, uh, but as it goes for sort of like building a conversation, it's sort of difficult if they just have, um, say like a, like a low information, uh, I mean, you're just not like a, there's really not a lot of details or facts for a person to kind of grab and then, and then go on or explain. And then if, if the other parties on the, the chair, uh, they don't really have anything to add to it or any kind of uh, counterpoint uh, to go into it. It just sort of turns into sort of a, an, an agree marathon where people, oh, yeah, I agree, and that sounds nice. And uh, it sort of seems like that can be sort of a difficult to listen to conversation. That's sort of where uh, you benefit from maybe listening into a, a podcast or something where uh, like uh, it's sort of like a one-on-one -on -one or, or there's, you know, like just a couple people on a panel that are uh, sort of intentionally trying to get to uh, the next piece and trying to keep it moving onward in the conversation. And, and that sort of leads to, I think, more information or uh, just sort of like natural disagreements where people are able to kind of uh, conversate and then get to sort of a more clear piece of information after that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like a lot of the NFT stuff, maybe I've kind of gotten a temperature check of how the people are sort of interacting with NFTs or crypto or, or, you know, building, you know, you know, photo galleries online or whatever groups I was in. But, uh, but really like a lot of the best information I get is still from podcasts or YouTube videos where someone is sort of visually or auditorily going through a set of information or in a conversation with another person where you can kind of get some more of the, the, the higher end experience of, um, of detail, how to do some stuff. Um, I also noticed, um, 
some stuff is, is that uh, I guess Twitter and Instagram and I guess Facebook at large are are kind of intending to add this um, this type of social capability that Clubhouse offers into their own platform. So I think even like Instagram, maybe just recently, and maybe Twitter too, has these kind of group conference call. Uh, like and I think with video now too, but I think like on Instagram, one of the ideas was that yeah, you could you could just kind of duplicate the same features as Clubhouse, uh, and then and then in effect kind of uh, take away maybe what advantage Clubhouse has in the marketplace and, and kind of outcompete them by offering that same similar product in the the mass app of Instagram or of Facebook as a whole. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I guess we'll see how popular that is. It's kind of an interesting way to do some communication stuff on Instagram. I could see it being um, pretty cool, pretty easy to lay out. They did the same sort of thing with Snapchat and they did the same sort of thing with like TikTok making reels. Um, so they're kind of in a process of sort of trying to take this other other social networks key app feature and then build it into their own system. And they're able to do that in software really in just a few weeks once something kind of pops and becomes popular, like uh, maybe Clubhouse has. Um, so instead of yeah, just just audio or, or visual um, conference call sharing stuff, you can you can do that socially and in a group, and uh, it seems like they can lay that stuff out pretty quickly and and get kind of get. I mean, you know, Facebook has more infrastructure than probably just about any other company on earth. You know, I don't know there's maybe Google or something, IBM, or something like that, but uh, Amazon. Um, but it's interesting kind of uh, seeing how they're kind of laying that stuff out pretty quickly. I think that Clubhouse in general is sort of going to pop for a bit. It'll probably have some sort of niche use in a community, and that's fine and interesting. But I don't know if it's going to take on like mass adoption. I think a lot of people are going to use it for a bit. It's going to be like a cool bubble for a little while. And then as soon as things kind of change over or there's a, sort of a new – probably like as soon as like the pandemic ends, people are more outside and stuff. I think like things like these uh, or like at least like this kind of – like a uh, time intensive live conference call app isn't going to be as uh, as popular of a thing as it is uh, sort of through February or March of this year. I think even still now it's almost kind of showing that it's, it's sort of maybe phasing out a little bit. I think uh, I've seen like that happen a couple different times. It, it'll continue on. There'll be like a long tail of its use for at least like a couple years. It'll probably seem different, you know, in time. But, uh, but I remember like with Mastodon that came out and like right when it came out, there was a bunch of different instances that came up. It looked like it was going to be sort of a more, I don't know, diverse and open platform for Twitter stuff. And it worked that way for about three weeks and then it sort of all kind of twisted and took a weird turn. And I think sort of, I don't know, became like a more, I don't know, kind of off and alternative uh, place to be. And I, I sort of see that some of that stuff with uh, Clubhouse too, where uh, it either gets a lot of attention at first from sort of a broad audience, they use it for a few weeks and then that kind of dies off. And then it's just sort of a, a kind of low level and tepid use of alternative users. Uh, and that isn't really like the mainstream or exponential growth pattern that uh, was sort of interesting and attracted to it in the first place. Uh, so then it's just sort of like a niche product where you might have a community of people to talk to, but it's sort of niche and it's not going to be that, that mainstream adoption where you're going to get that that kind of level of exponential growth where you can grow an audience or push a product or, or sell or move some information or something like that. So um, it's kind of interesting. I'll, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I've already deleted the app off my phone, so it's not really like a promising perspective of uh, how much more I'm going to use it. Um, but I thought I'd try and uh, report on it a little bit. If anybody wants an invite, I have seven invites to Clubhouse that I'm probably not having any, any use for. So I don't know. Tweet me or Instagram me or something if you want a sweet clubhouse invite. Pretty cool. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's probably most of the stuff I have to talk about on this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast, talking about some clubhouse stuff, listening in on some audio conference chats. Thanks for listening in on this audio conference chat. And check out BillyNewmanPhoto.com for more information. I got some more photos and stuff going up there. I've got uh, some photos and stuff going up on Instagram, so you can check that out too. But until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.